Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and I'm glad that you've taken some time with us again this week to sit down and study the Bible. I have a wonderful guest with me today, and his name is Tucker Wallace. And I met Tucker just a few years ago now and uh, really have gotten to enjoy my time spending with him and getting to know him better. I know Tucker from the Gospel Broadcasting Network, but also he helped me pinch hit one time and, and helped film my cousin's wedding, so I'm very grateful for that. And so Tucker's a good friend of my family and a good friend of the show, and so uh, this is the first time I've ever had the opportunity to have him on, but I'm going to throw it to him to let him kind of tell you more about him. Uh, but before I do that, just don't forget to uh, check out all of the other shows on the Scatter the Broad Network. We've got daily content. We're up to 18 shows last I checked. Uh, it could be more by now. We're filming this in the end of 2021. But we're up to 18 shows every year. We are trying to put out daily content. And so uh, I know that we are blessed to have all of these good men working through various works in various parts of the country. But uh, Tucker, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about yourself and what you do? Yeah, man, it's a pleasure to be on this podcast. We've known each other yeah, for a couple of years now. And so my name is Tucker Wallace. I work at GBN. Um, I have a beautiful wife named Megan. I'm six, six almost. And she's about five, one and a quarter. Um, so we have a fun relationship and we have a little boy named Dirk. who's almost two. So we named him after the country singer. But yeah, I started working at GBN in about February of 2019 and um, love the guys there and, and just trying to do our best to um, teamwork and brainstorm and how we can reach people for the gospel with these tools and try to do better, better every day. And I know that what you and Aaron and Scott have done with the Authentic Christian Podcast, people have, have heard about that when Aaron was on the show earlier. Uh, but when we talk about the idea of trying to reach more people, it's not just about reaching them through social media alone, but that becomes a really big push that we need to be able to do and yeah. go where the people are. And there are people on social media, and yeah. that's what we're talking about today. And so Tucker is definitely somebody that has been invested in doing the Lord's work for several years now, and I'm thankful to that. But we want to talk about, in the first place, what the pros and cons are of social media. Anytime we, we look at a tool, there's almost always pros and cons to it. Um, I don't know, you've probably said this before, but when you buy a new car or something, you might have found yourself saying, if it had this feature, I'd be even happier, but it doesn't. And oftentimes when we complain about stuff like that, it's really trivial, but that's the idea behind it is it's a pro and it's a con. It's a yeah. pro that it has this feature, but I really wish it had that feature too. What are the pros and cons of social media, Tucker? I'll just say that I'm just happy my 2004 truck does have heated seats, but I'd say the first one being a pro is the opportunities that you can reach people in a way that you never could. I mean, instead of, you know, there's one way you can always talk to someone in person, but now it's like you can talk to someone across the world in 30 seconds. And we're grateful at GBN with our Instagram account. Just, you just get messages all the time about people reaching out and they're in different countries. And it, so I think one, you're able to reach people so quick. Um, you know, I think about Paul in Ephesus and he entered the synagogue and you go to um, Acts 19 verse eight. And he entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. And the next verse is actually ties in too, but for at least verse eight, you know, he went where the people were to talk with them. Um, <clears throat> and so I think that provides a lot of encouragement for us with the pros of where are the people and in, in our day and time, they're on their phones and why not use this tool to reach them right then, whether, whatever age it is. And so I would, you know, so it's a way of communicating, um, provide so many different opportunities, uh, whether that be through marketing or 
um, videos, all different kind of things. It's really cool um, yeah. what we can do now. But the cons is that, you you know, it could become an idol. Um, I actually faced a time in my life earlier this year where I get so excited that I've actually, you put the work over other things that are important in your life. And so I had to actually have that realization in my head of just like, even though the work is really cool, I have to make sure that God's still first and then everything that follows underneath it. Um, but in that same chapter of Acts 19, verse 9, you know, but when some people became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them, took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus or Tyrannus. If you know me from the po- other podcast on Authentic Christian, I definitely mispronounce things. But um, that kind of shows me too that, you know, some people aren't going to listen. And so when you're dealing with people on Instagram or social media, you'll always have people who, don't like what you're saying. And so it kind of creates another pro and con of how you deal with the comment section, which they always say, never go to the comment section, but there's some really cool comments sometimes, but it kind of, when you're dealing with social media and you're dealing with the pros and cons, how you interact with people, like, you know, it, it, you can fall into temptation of getting really angry or just saying, you know, using honey instead of vinegar and, and trying to reach them because ultimately the whole tool of the social media platform is how can we reach them? Um, Hopefully the, you know, this, the truth never changes, but one of the things the guys that I've done last year was just brainstorm to the best we could to, pro, to create something that could reach somebody. And then, um, they would be able to help understand the truth through that. Yeah. And I think about what you mentioned and I, I don't have them all in front of me, but, um, I'll try to find them before I post this episode and we'll try to put the verses in the show notes, but Paul going to the synagogue is recorded throughout the new Testament. It was something he did on a regular basis, and I, I think the reason for that is twofold. Number one, that's where the people were, yeah, and it made sense to go to where the people were, but number two, they were like-minded on a lot of things. You know, if you went to a synagogue, you would find people that believed in the God of the Bible. They believed in the God of the Old Testament, and in many mm-hmm. cases, they were worshiping that Old Testament God yeah. instead of focusing on the New Covenant, and so when Paul goes there and he meets with these people— He's got an easier opportunity to talk with him about the God of the Bible, the one that they need to be serving, not just the Old Testament God, but, hey, we're in a new covenant now. Why don't you come over to this side? And I think about our communities and such. We have religious-minded people, Mm -hmm. and it's not as easy for us to just walk into their services every day. Um, You know, back in the New Testament, according to Acts chapter 2, that the New Testament Christians, they met daily in the temple, which means that there were daily activities and events going on in that temple, and that's where the people went. We have something different now. The people go to social media, and so it is important to go there too. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's an importance in going out to the physical community, and we do need to be involved in doing that. We can't just hitch all of our wagons to social media, of course. Totally. But... If Paul would go where the people were and he looked for like-minded people, and I know that social media now gives you the opportunity to say, I'm looking for people that believe on this subject, that are this age, this is my target audience, I don't think that Paul would look at that and say, well, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) I wouldn't be involved in doing that. That, That's a little too far for me. No, I think he would have said, absolutely. And I mentioned this in a manuscript I wrote a couple of years ago on the Spiritual Sword Lectureship that we have more technology and tools than we've ever had before, and yet it really ended up taking a pandemic for so many churches to finally start using them. Yeah, And that's really sad when you stop and think about it is we have a responsibility to be getting the message out in any way that we can. 
And I don't know that not every preacher can have a podcast. Not every, you know, church can have a live stream because maybe they don't have internet in their area. Maybe they don't have the ability. Maybe they don't have the money. But there were so many churches right around March of 2020 that just Mm -hmm. all of a sudden decided, hey, we need to have a live feed. We need to have a live stream. We need to get our social media presence up. And I often wonder, looking back on that now, if the apostles had been living in this time, if it would have taken that long for some of these churches to get involved in it, because they probably would have gotten a letter saying, hey, why aren't you doing this? Yeah. Why aren't you doing what you need to be doing? And so there is that responsibility. And the, the pro of social media, if I have one of each, the pro of social media is the opportunity to find like-minded people mm-hmm. that I couldn't find without it. Yeah. You know, they, they wouldn't have happened. And, and GBN has stories of conversions that have taken place with that very idea and mentality. The con of social media is very much like you said, if I'm not careful, it becomes my idol and it becomes Mm -hmm. all that I do. I heard a friend years ago say that he found himself noticing that his phone was becoming more of his idol when every time he saw a red little you know, circle (laughs) at the top of his app, he thought, well, I got to go, I got to see what that was. Mm Got to see what that is. And he finally said, you know, I kind of looked back one day and realized that was being my God. You know, when it told me that I had a notification, it it controlled my life. And that changed my life to where a lot of times, you know, and I could show you, but it (laughs) wouldn't help the people listening. I keep a lot of my phone apps, you know, with days with notifications. I I work in a field now with the Memphis School of Preaching where I kind of have to be up on social media and catch up with things and see what's going on there. But there are many apps that I have that I don't check them for days. And yeah. I do that intentionally now because I don't want it to, like you said, become what is my idol, become what is my only purpose in life. So that's a good point. Yeah. Now, the second question that we got to talk about today is, is there such a thing as oversharing? And let me describe what I'm thinking about oversharing, and then you can, you can speak to whether this is true or not. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of that app called TimeHop. You ever heard of TimeHop? Oh, yeah. Yeah, TimeHop is a wonderful, horrible app because it's wonderful in that you see things that are really neat that happen in your life, and it reminds you of them. Uh, Facebook does the same thing where it's like, hey, on this day, in this time of your Facebook life, these are the things that happen. And it's also horrible because it can make you realize how dumb at one point (laughs) we were and just how self-absorbed we were. Um, I remember I saw a post of myself where I had posted at like three in the morning, I was staying up late and I had posted that I was eating ravioli at three in the morning. No one cares, right? (laughs) Like no one really cares about that. But in my little, you know, 17 year old brain, I thought people need to know this. (laughs) So is there such a thing as oversharing, not just in that regard, but with the gospel as well? I think there's a couple different aspects. One, you know, how much personal information should you share? That's that could be oversharing. And I think there's definitely a respectful boundary, um, but really too, like oversharing in the sense of um, if you're posting every five minutes, yeah. Um, something Aaron Gallagher and I've talked about, and he actually mentioned it before, is that you kind of have, I guess the term would be somewhat similar to r- relational equity. Just like, you know, people, if people see you post all the time, then like, you know, too much, then they're going to stop following in a sense, unless you just have them like, crazy fans or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, but, you know, but the majority of like people are just going to stop following. <clears throat> so if you post like once a day or twice a day, 
you know, you have daily content or weekly content that's coming in and people respect that and they'll, they'll appreciate that more and they'll actually hang around more. Um, and then in terms of sharing the gospel of oversharing, oversharing it, you know, I think it's all in how we share it really. Like, I mean, if you're just trying to every minute of the day, post a Bible verse, you know, sure. You know, no matter if it was the recipe for a certain food or something, people are going to get tired of seeing something every one minute. So, is there a sense of oversharing the gospel? You can never overshare the gospel, but in the terms of like a, a method, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't post every single minute when in terms of social media, I would be very wise with what am I sharing today? Um, how am I sharing it? How, how, like, what are my, the words that I'm using in my post and like, what time am I sharing it? Um, all those things like can seem nitty gritty, but it really does, does really help. And the ultimate goal of reaching the most people of, um, if, of, adding those factors into when you go to make a post or a video or um, picture or different things like, okay, is it too much per Is it too personal? Um, is it focused on God? Like, is it, is it respectful and um, moral and what time am I posting it? What am I posting right. and how much am I posting? All those kind of things. So there's definitely a sense you could always overshare something. Um, you just have to be kind of wise about it. Yeah. And it, it seems like the the statement that we should probably make here too is, the church doesn't need any famous preachers, needs ministers. Mm-hmm. And that word minister can apply to everyone in the church. You know, if you minister the gospel to people, you're just spreading the gospel. Yeah. But a lot of times what I've noticed in certain cases is we spend too much time, and more so with preachers at times, talking about our accomplishments, what we did instead of what the gospel did. Yeah. And that kind of lends us to what this next question's about, so I don't want to get too far into that, but the church has the need for no, you know, famous preachers. It needs ministers. There's already enough famous preachers in the world, and they're not the kind of preachers that we want to be anyway. You know, Joel Osteen is incredibly popular. Kenneth Copeland is very well known. So is Benny Hinn. All these names that we could mention are incredibly well known. That doesn't mean that that's how I have to be. I don't have to have a best-selling, you know, series of books that come out. I don't have to be the person that speaks on every lectureship and every gospel meeting in the area and all of that kind of thing. That'd be great if you could because you're spreading the gospel more. But those things aren't a requirement in ministry. Right. That's just an extra thing that can happen to certain people. And at times we've kind of lifted up certain men onto pedestals that they themselves, if they're thinking about their life and ministry correctly— would not want. And so having said that and shifting to this final question today, can we make our social media more about ourselves and less about Christ? And if that is true, that we can do that, Mm -hmm. how can we fix it? Oh, I think it's totally, we totally could do that. You know, we can, we could post every ravioli story possible, right? which I guess if you had a biblical story behind it, you could tie it in, but yeah, you totally could make, social media all about yourself, making yourself look good. It actually lessens your credit if you're bragging about yourself. Because if I'm seeing, um, let's say, just the greatest preacher ever brag about himself, then I actually don't want to listen anymore because, you know, there we need to seek humility and be meek like Christ. And, yeah, how do we fix that? I think we need to be good stewards of social media. And I do think it requires taking some time and learning if you know, I don't think every single person on social media has to go read. <laughs> they can go on YouTube and spend hours to learning how to use social media because we can use simple steps of just be respectful, be wise, like know what you're posting, have intention behind your posting. But like for 
um, like for MSOP and different platforms, like and what we're doing, Authentic Christian, like our game plan is like, how do we reach people? How do we make something that to the best of our ability can look appealing to open that door to never shy away from the truth, but speaking in love, truth, be bold about it. And so I think how we fix all this is, you know, we have to realize a lot of this, if you're posting, really, if you're posting all about yourself, it comes down to a heart problem. So we really have to have a, a reality check and realize what am I doing? Like, who am I living for? And so once you get through that, then it's like, okay, how do I use this platform that can reach so many people? And so it's been really cool over the last year, just learning, okay, like once we've kind of branded authentic Christian and learning how to do all that through GBN and like how to reach people through like a certain look, mm-hmm. um, a certain font, a certain uh, layout and theme, like all that builds into the social media platform, at least for what, you know, with the authentic Christian podcast where we had to build a little bit of a brand around that and the color scheme and all that. And to try to reach people ultimately to saying, okay, like our goal at first, you know, was to ultimately we started the podcast to reach people on Instagram and we're like, okay, majority of these people come from a background of different faith, right. Beliefs, denominations, all that stuff. So we're like, okay, um, this is where the people are. And so it's like, if we just come out blaring and saying, you know, you're going to hell for this, it's like, this is not going to communicate well. So it's like, how do we share the truth and love and be bold and never shy away? And so we had a plan. We, we, we spent hours on hours last year, which COVID really, in a sense, did help people get back to listening to videos and audio because it, people are at home more. Right. But really last year, um, I can speak on hours for this, but for anyone out there, create a plan um, mm-hmm. and how you're going to um, use social media for to help others grow their faith or to reach others and tell them and share Jesus. Cause you know, ultimately we're just trying to point people back to Jesus and make him, well, he's already famous, but just trying our best to make him even, you know, share that as much as we can share Jesus with everyone we can, whether it be through a hat or a t-shirt or a a card that you leave at a coffee shop or a video or a a Facebook ad, all those different things is trying to push um, just belonging to Jesus and using social media is an incredible tool. It can be used right. It could be totally used wrong. Um, you can have a heart problem and that could pour into it. You know, we've talked about on the podcast is first John two sixteen. uh, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life. Um, it's not from the father, but it's in, but from the world. So, you know, it's a, the social media can be a scary place or it could be a really cool place. So it's really how you use it, how you're a good steward of, overseeing your social media how you talk to people how you want to to reach out to them and you never only because of god we've heard in in the gospel we've been able to hear stories of people who've you know through the podcast maybe let's go back and check the scriptures and it's nothing we did it's all about god's word and then they see the scriptures and they realize a certain truth or a certain realization maybe they're lost or they need to fix something in their life and um you know you take us out of it and what we're really getting to is just using social media, reach someone and they check the scriptures yeah. um, and they realize, Hey, I need Jesus or I need to change this. And, and that's the ultimate goal is just how do we reach people the best way using the tools that we have for the Lord? Yeah. And if you think about it, a lot of times, probably the best advice we could give people is maybe get off social media for a little while, yeah. you know, go on a little sabbatical if you will, <laughs> and uh, take some time off and, and try to refocus. And yeah. I, I definitely have made the statement before, and I don't think anyone that's listening would disagree I do believe Jesus would have had a podcast and the apostles and all of the New Testament Christians that were capable of doing so would do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. (laughs) But I definitely don't think we would have 
some of what has been seen at times where it's it's more about Jesus and less about the message. And yeah. so I, I always love the the verse in John chapter 10 where he talks about he and the Father are one, but Jesus always put a more focused effort to show people the Father instead yeah. of just himself. Look to the Father. Look to God. It's not just about me. Even though he yeah. was the Son of God, <laughs> and according to John 1, 1 through 3, he had a say in everything that was created, Jesus still said, no, no, you focus on him. Don't focus on me. Amen. Well, Tucker, I want to give you an opportunity to tease something about yourself that we're going to reveal next week, because next week's episode is on far better than focusing on this present life. And so uh, we've got a lot to talk about there, but I like to do this with my guests. I like to try to give some information about them and tell people some stuff that maybe they didn't know. So tease something that you do, a hobby, a, a like that maybe people can message into the network and guess, and then we'll see uh, what happens on the episode next week when you reveal it. Okay, let's see. When I was a senior in high school, my buddies and I um, were able to create something that we were able to share with our small town. So okay. I, can, I can just say that. Well, that already sounds interesting. I hope it's not going to be one of those, you know, we blew up the city hall and then we had to build a new one type thing. But, uh, well, Tucker, I really appreciate you being on this week. Oh, Looking man. forward to the next two episodes with you. And uh, for you all, you have to wait another week for the next episode. For me and Tucker, as soon as we press stop, we're going to talk for a couple seconds and then we're probably going to start the next episode. So, uh, but until next week, let's all remember to please God now so our eternity is far better. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.